Hello, everybody, and welcome to the UESP podcast. I'm your host, as always, Pylon. And on our extremely slow, slow, slow night of news, uh, we've got some friends with us to talk a little bit about uh, the Morrowind anniversary. So while we get started, I'll let AKB look at his video configuration, and then I will ask Alara what is wanted to give us a little update about yourself. Uh, update? Like... <laughs> You can do whatever you want. You? We we have so few things to talk about tonight. We're just going to be talking nonsense for most of the time. I promise. So, so are we like changing our order of things that we? No, just what uh, the order that we do things are. <laughs> no, why don't you give everybody just an introduction? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you've gotten confused me. Okay. Excellent. So this is the goal. yeah, for those who don't know me, I'm Alara. I am an admin on a bunch of parts of the UESP Discord forum and so on. So. There we go. We got AKB's video working again. Lost, we're going to slide up to you now. Yeah, Lost in Hyrule. Lost is the best nickname because it's easier to say than Hyrule and not trademarked. I work on the wiki a little bit and I serve as a moderator on the UESP Discord. And AKB with those smooth frame rates. I'm AKB and I forgot how incredibly loud the water effects in Marwind are. <laughs> we're not going to play it for you because we don't want to deafen you but it is uncomfortably loud yeah it's i remember that actually because i was uh playing around with uh open morrowind the other day and i was doing it on my tablet and i had headphones on and i was just i can't remember where i was walking that i heard it and it scared the crap out of me the worst worst one is when it's uh water splashing like the water flowing is incredibly loud but water splashing is like nightmarishly louder than anything else in the game yeah so if that's how it is when i get around to it i'll probably have flashbacks to the justine dlc from amnesia dark descent water splashing is not a positive thing for me (laughs) what is the justine dlc i don't know that it was a uh it's basically like a speed run mode for amnesia because you get one life to play through the entire game but it's only like 30 minutes long, really. It was during a special potato-themed event across tons of different games, mostly advertising for Portal 2. And it's actually a little bit reminiscent of the overall setup of Portal, having a disembodied voice guiding you through a lot of different tests. It was a completely separate, short, like, 20-minute-to-run-through chapter. And it's horrifying. (laughs) This is now an amnesia channel. Yeah, we're we're now in uh, the unofficial Amnesia podcast. I'll get uh, our notes updated. Okay, well, let's move over to the news. So, we're done the news. Moving on? Kidding, no, no. No. So we have a couple things to go about, but literally this was one of the slowest news weeks since we have started the podcast, I think. Even some of the other weeks, we've gone into the show like on the weekend before being like, hey, there's not going to be anything to talk about. And then on Monday, they're just like, news drop. There was nothing <laughs> this week that happened that we didn't really already know that was happening. So... Um, first thing, I'm going to let everybody in the chat know, if you are here watching live with us, which 
Remember, you can watch live with us every Monday night at 9 p.m. EST on twitch.tv slash UESP. Let's say 9, 10 p.m. You can start watching at 9. That's true. We might not be there yet, but you can (laughs) be there before we get there. Um, We are doing a giveaway of one of the Elsewhere coins. Um, I don't have the image on me. I need to get someone to send me one so I can hold it up on stream and be like, look. Oh, I actually have mine right here. Alara has hers. She can hold it up on stream and you can take a quick look at it. Ooh, exciting. That's a Khajiit coin. So if you type exclamation mark coin in chat, make sure you are already following the channel. And if you are, you have a chance to win that. Um, Just make sure you're comfortable sending AKB, aka the administrator of the UESP, your shipping address. And you have a chance to win. So it's very exciting. So you want to talk about what happened with uh, in Twitch news about what happened with Classy Katie? Yeah. So I guess we'll just touch touch on it for just a second here. Um, if you are at all familiar with streamers in ESO, chances are you know Classy Katie. She's probably, I think, one of the biggest, if not the biggest ESO streamer out there. Um, I don't know anybody else that would be more well-known than her. Um, she had some exciting news recently that she was nominated for a Shorty Award, which was awesome. She has a great stream. Um, I know I personally love watching her channel. I was a subscriber to her for a while. And she had this great event where she could go to. And she went to the gala, which she had to pay for out of pocket herself, bought a nice dress and shoes. And I think she brought... Um, her partner with her and got there. And it seems that she was kind of, I guess, taken advantage of because there was no real awards being given out. Her category was just like a slide pop up that says, Hey, Ninja's the streamer of the year. Congrats. And there was no other talk about it. So it was very weird. I can be, do you have any other notes on that? Cause it was just a weird thing. It's very bizarre. And the base. From what Classy Katie kind of said, she basically was worried from the start that this was a scam, that they wanted her to go to basically advertise the event for them. And it wasn't a small event. Like, they had actual major celebrities like Terry Crews, Tom... Kathy Griffiths, I think, was there. (laughs) uh, Tom Cruise was apparently three seats from her. And it wasn't a small event, but they invited a bunch of streamers there who... Basically talked up, oh, hey, all my uh, fans, go vote for me. Yeah, make they, sure you watch. Yeah, and then they weren't even acknowledged. They didn't even mention the nominees. Yeah, they didn't mention the categories, and they didn't even tell them this. Like, I know it's very common for a lot of awards to happen off camera at award shows, but usually there is, A, still a presentation of the award, and the people, like, it's always the technical awards and stuff like that, they know they're ha- it's happening off camera and that things are not going to be on the stream or not going to be on the live show. So really weird and sketchy. So not a fan of that. Um, but in the meantime, we still would say that in our hearts, that classy Katie was clearly the winner there. So as an elder Scrolls streamer, I think it's important that our community sticks together and stays by each other. So we think you're the winner classy. If you're, even if you aren't watching this. So Alara, do you want to talk about the huge amount of Legends news we have? <laughs> yeah, all there is for that one is that there was a, a really minor hot fix this week. I think um, I'll I didn't... Even... What was that? 
Uh, they didn't even tell us what was in the hot fix, correct? Uh, no, so, they did tell us. Um, it's just like three months that they it. fixed. Yeah, they told us on Reddit. It wasn't posted officially on the website. Uh, basically, Leaf Water Blessing doesn't return from the discard pile if your hand is full. Salvage doesn't overdraw into your hand if you can't hold anymore. And if you use Mana Marco to summon your opponent's Mana Marco, uh, it works. And that's it. Those are the things that have been fixed in Legends. So if any of those were vital to your game plan, uh, your deck will work better now. Yeah, I saw a um, video of the, uh, what was it, Leafwire Crossing? Um, basically, they attacked the drink creature, and um, so then it kept popping up, and uh, it was, yeah, giving them like the health or whatever it was. I don't remember quite, but then it kept popping like over and over and over and over until it took like all of their thirty health away. Yeah, so. that seems a bit broken. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. Okay, I have to point out something to everybody that if you've never turned on subtitles in skype it is the most amazing experience i've ever had not so just subtitles but they seem to have the like entire dictionary and like bestiary of elder scrolls lore built into the subtitles in skype it has proper like spelling and um punctuation of names it had noir uh, like n or N apostrophe W A H. It got Sothasil spelled correctly and like proper capitalization, everything like that. It just got Mana Marco accurate as the actual name of Mana Marco. And this is like, <laughs> we've spent like probably like 15 minutes going over this before the show. So I just wanted everybody to know this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And you should try it and just start saying a bunch of like, I want to see if somebody can start throwing out like the Dweemer Ruin names. I can never remember any of them, like Nushluft, to see what kind of like shows up in there. So you're oh, muted yeah. as you said <laughs> that. Oh. <laughs> as they, I'm pretty sure no one knew how to pronounce half of those. Like Nick oh, no. said that he recorded how to pronounce all of them, but I don't believe him because he wouldn't provide us the file to prove it. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh call uh, we have a, We've got a level of trust one. here, right? Like, we can just take him at his word. Can we, though? I don't know. Can we? I just turned something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the other news that we have for today um, is just that the end of the five-year anniversary event for ESO is finishing up. I think it's three days left. It ends on the 9th. But I can never remember how they count that. If it, it ends on the 9th at 10 a.m. or it ends at the 10th at 10 a.m., but they say it ends at the 9th. I can never remember that timing for things. Does anybody know off the top of their head? Um, Let me check. I'm going to say the 10th, so if that's correct, I'm going to... Nope, April, it's May 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. I just pulled it up on the stream here, so I'll post the... That's uh, GMT. Yeah. Oh, look at that, with the quick... Time zone changes. Well, Veritran posted it earlier, so <laughs> I'm just going to buy what she you said. She's, she's better than me at the time zone conversion. <laughs> yeah, so if you get in there, make sure you go in and get your final 
event tickets or um, outfit styles, all of them are unlocked this week. So you can do the Ritz or the PvP events or the World Bosses or the Dungeon Dailies. Is that the fourth one? I completely forget. Man, also, the, um, yeah. the Golden Drick uh, pet is available this week as well. And the Golden Indrick pet is available. Um, and then Baratron wa- isn't here tonight, but she wanted to remind everybody that if you use your cake just before 10 a.m. or before you log off on the 8th, you'll get an extra 24 hours of the buff and it'll roll over until you um, follow up there. So, yes, thank you, chat, for clarifying it's the dungeon dailies is the other one that you can do to make sure you get a the motif not no they're not motif they're style pages sorry i keep getting that mixed up cool and i think that's all of the news that we have for today there's nothing else to talk about so we're going to pop over to our scholarly pursuits So in keeping with the theme of not a whole lot to talk about, our scholarly pursuits this week are also extremely bare. Um, Lost, I'm going to look at you because I'm looking at our show notes and all I see is N.A. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're cut out there. I don't hear you talking at the moment. Is it working now? There we go. I've had a couple times where I click unmute and then you say I'm still muted. I don't know what it is. Um, I've kept up with my Blades dailies, and that is basically the extent of my Elder Scrolls stuff. I was sick for a good portion of last week in between shows, and so I binge-watched all three seasons of Travelers on Netflix. I don't Um, know what that is. I don't know how I can tie this into Elder Scrolls. Basically... I could be okay with more time travel plots in Elder Scrolls if they took a similar idea from Travelers, and I recommend the show. I think Travelers was filmed near me. Very possibly so. I'm trying to remember. I know it's a Canadian show, and I think it was actually filmed like not far away from me. It's strong to quite strong. This is not part of the point of our podcast, but <laughs> let me endorse it. <laughs> yeah. Um... Alara, how about you? Um, played a little bit of Legends. I've gotten to try all of the um, new tricolor decks. So far, I'm liking the Empire of Cyrodiil and Old Mary Dominion best. Um, then probably Daggerfall Covenant. Then I guess Guildsworn and Ebonheart Pact are probably equal. I don't really like either of those as much. They're kind of hard to play. Um, Blades, yeah, I've been continuing on that. How far in are you on Blades? Um... I am at the point where I'm getting like um, Quicksilver, okay. uh, like weapons and stuff. But I haven't finished any of the side quests or the main one yet. And yeah, that's about all I've been doing. Oh yeah, also one I forgot last week is I did make another recipe from the um, official cookbook. It was the um, nut and seed loaf, and I don't think I have a picture available, but it was tasty. It just uh, kind of spoiled fast, is all. But it was good. The subtitles even got Old Mary Dominion spelled properly. Oh, nice. I'm so excited about this. I'm just keeping it on for the rest of like. I just want it to follow me around and do my Yeah, it even capitalizes it, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this is amazing. 
AKB, how about yourself? I'm currently demonstrating as a scholarly pursuit. Well, uh, the single worst part of the Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, which is if you start a game with Tribunal activated, it will spawn whenever you rest these basically impossible for you to face Dark Brotherhood agents for a new character. I forgot about now. That. For later leveled characters, this was a fine thing, you know, like, oh, I'll go deal with this. It was super annoying, but it was a thing. But to make it worse, no one cares about this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I ran into town, I literally ran by a guard as, oh, hey, there's this freaking person just trying to murder me. They don't care. Can you mod that? Uh, it was obviously modded out, but it basically... It basically the makes the game you, require mods to play. If, if you can't start the game with this feature part of the game. Because Did you say that it's Dark Brotherhood or Morag Tom? It's a Dark Brotherhood agent. Okay, so they don't have legal... like They're not allowed to be out there and murdering people as long Correct. as they present their writ. Yes. So that should definitely Spoil be a trouble. Spoilers for Morrowind. Uh, the king of Morrowind, King Halo Helseth, I'm curious if they got Lalu. that correct. It's not Holalu. It's Lalu. It's just Lalu. I've always said Silent Halo. H. The H has like an effect, but you don't full on yeah. pronounce it. Lalu. Lalu. It's kind of like wait, Lilu wait, Dallas Multipass. Hold the phone. Did okay. I have a proper pronunciation of a word bef- that somebody else got wrong? Yes. <laughs> we are in the we're in the darkest timeline now, everybody. I don't know what I believe anymore. But to uh, get back to the point, the king of Morrowind is sending an assassination after you because you're the Nerevarine. And but the thing is, if you restart the game, you're just some level one scrub, and they are way, way, way too powerful for you to fight. And they shouldn't know who you are yet. And even stupider, it's also not a good feature because who wants to be bothered every time you go to sleep? To go do some quests. And you have to go far into the quest line yeah. to stop this. It's not just like, oh, uh, just talk to this one person and it's over. No, you have to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I like if they had it show up like after you were level 15 or something like that, would be fine. Because I'm thinking now, I don't think after I got the expansions, if I ever went back to play a new character. Because I think I had like three or four characters which I guess we can talk about in a minute, that I just played with, and then I got the expansions. So all those things happened to them. They never happened to a brand new character. But my actual Scar Pursuit is I'm just getting the stuff in the Creation Club in Skyrim, which $100 well spent. <laughs> are, you, are you asking for, like... <laughs> I'm not insurance? sure. It's very... I think it was literally $100 to buy everything in it, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. We'll have to come back to that at a later date. The subtitles even capitalized Creation Club. This is amazing. This is revolutionary. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it knows everything. Maybe Todd Howard is just like sitting at home, typing this up as he's li- like listening. He's like doing some weird like mechanical Turk jobs to make some extra money. And he's just like, I know these things. Cool. 
for myself, um, I've found myself kind of biding my time in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I was starting to get to the point of kind of event fatigue again. So I was like, no, Elsewhere is coming out. So I'm not going to play much ESO. So that as soon as Elsewhere comes out, I have more of that like feeling of like, cool, I'm missing something. I want to get in and play and don't give myself burnout. Um, that's what I've been doing. So I've been playing World of Warcraft a little bit recently as like a trader. Um, just to kind of get, stay in that MMO mindset, but wanting something new to explore. So waiting for Elsewhere to get out for that. Um, I haven't really touched Blades ever since I beat the main game. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to draw, draw me back in. I think probably when they open the arena or unlock jewelry, kind of, I need some new content, then I'll probably get back into Blades, I think. Yeah. I, I am really curious if there's going to be any major support uh, for the rest of Blade's life. I'm just very, very curious what their plans are oh. to actually do with that game. I would be shocked if they didn't, if there wasn't a continued support for quite some time. Um, even with the like lukewarm critical response that Reddit and forums gave for it, like I bet it's still making tons of money. Like, when you're talking to Elder Scrolls fans, they're not going to be as into it. But when you're talking to like people that want mobile phone games, like it's one of the better ones out there. So, but this is one of the worst companies for actually us knowing that definitively. Cause I don't think, Oh yeah. They true. release their numbers for anyone because no, they they're still privately owned. Yeah. So they have no reason to, yeah, they don't need to. Cool. Well, I think that's a good point to transition into our topic for tonight. So this week was Morrowind's birthday. Which year is it now? Is it 15th? No. I need to remember. It was, it was 2000... 2002. Two? Right? So it'd be 17th. 17th yeah, 17. I remember that because I'm like, oh wow, in a year it can... It would be a, a 18. It would be able to vote, I think is what the joke. <laughs> yeah, eight, 17. So that's kind of crazy. So we kind of wanted to take a couple minutes and just go through Morrowind, which is funny because really only AKB and I have like any substantial amount of playtime in that game, which is fun for having a group conversation about that. So <laughs> what I thought of doing is I think all of us kind of know about Morrowind, whether or not it's the actual game itself. So before we dig into that, though, I just want to remind everybody, if you want a chance to win one of the Elsewhere coins, hit exclamation mark coin in chat. And make sure you follow the channel and you'll be eligible for the giveaway as long as you are willing to send your shipping information to UESP. So reminder of that. And then after the show ends, we'll be doing the giveaway. So yeah, Morrowind, who here did play? I believe a little bit. How much did you guys play Lost in Alara? Because AKB and I both beat the game. Alara after you. Beat the okay. game. I probably played just somewhere between uh, five and ten hours. I um, started with Skyrim, and so I was starting to work my way back in the series. And then, of course, you know, ESO and Blades and Legends came out, so I've <laughs> been uh, working on those. Yeah, there's a lot of so. newer games that make it a little bit harder mm -hmm. to stay. Yeah, it was it was interesting to um, to go to that one after having experienced the others first, because I already had an appreciation for the world and stuff, but 
going back to that one, some of the gameplay mechanics were really frustrating. Oh, yeah. Like, going uh, from Skyrim the, to Morrowind. Yeah, like the health not regenerating and, <laughs> or Magicka not regenerating, am I thinking of? Um, both, but. And then the other thing that was really frustrating was um, how when you swing your weapon, you aren't going to 100% hit it. That was just yeah, really the, annoying. The, the I, I killed rolls. by, I think, a rat right away or a scrib or something. <laughs> the thing that always got me for the combat, like now that you remind me, wasn't the dice rolls itself. It was that you had to be moving in different directions to do different types of attacks. So you needed to be walking forward or backwards to do a jab or strafing side to side to slash, or if you were just standing still, like it was a different type of attack. And that was the most frustrating thing in the world because you had spear weapons that would do like 33 to 40 stab damage or jab damage, but then like one to two slashing damage. So then you had to make sure you were constantly moving back and forth to be able to attack something. It was super frustrating. That sounds a little bit like I've also tried a little bit of Battlespire, and but that when you actually move the um, mouse in whatever direction, so it was weird kind of getting used to that. Yeah, that was. Moss, you look like you're about to say something. Well, I was getting ready to jump in. It sounded like Alara concluded. So I have about <laughs> half an hour of Morrowind experience. I think I have intended to start the game three separate times. Just it was what was next on my plate and I was ready to try it out. And I'd go through the character creation and get out in the world and start exploring. And I would die and then realize I had never saved and the game does not have autosave, it does not seem. So uh, I would have to do Autosave on rest, I think, is So I had not rested Which, yet. I Thirty minutes in you wouldn't it know. Was, yeah. that was another thing that was added by mod support. Sure. So it's one of those things where I you know, play for 10 minutes, die somehow, then realize I have to go through the tutorial again and recreate my character, and I'm just a little annoyed by that. So I go, okay, I don't want to play right now. I'll play again a little bit later. And then it ends up being months later when I actually try it out. So I have died, I think, three different times in Morrowind and have not fully started the game. But I'll tell my stories <laughs> about it shortly. Yeah, so I, I remember I... When it came out, I had just bought an Xbox, and that was the big thing for me. Um, I had sold my N64 and saved up money. I believe that was my first job. So I was working on a garlic farm, picking garlic for the summer. And I bought an Xbox with the money I made from that and from selling the N64 that I had before. And I wanted to get Halo. Combat Evolved was the big thing. But then I also wanted to get a Magic game. So I picked up Morrowind because it looked cool and the cover looked interesting and the artwork on the back also looked interesting. And that was my first, I didn't know anything about the game. I didn't hear reviews. I didn't have friends playing it. I just started playing that game and I was just instantly hooked and put way too much time into that, <laughs> that game. How about you, AKB? Where did you start off? Uh, Morrowind was, as I said, the third Elder Scrolls game I beat, but it was the second one I played, albeit much more briefly. I, when I first played it, I really, really didn't like it. And I only ended up beating it ultimately out of spite after I ended up coming back to this series with Oblivion, which I like a lot more. Now, the thing 
about Morrowind that always made me have such a weird experience of it is it's such the middle child of the series. And by that, I mean, like, it takes, it, it is the one that's jumped the series forward into the modern day, but it still has a bunch of interesting design choices from the older games that either should have been phased out or just were kept to try to appease a very small number of fans. The, like, core RPG fans. Yes, and yeah. RPG mechanics are good, but for example, they cut out fast travel, and I remember reading an interview recently where they said, yeah, we were seriously considering it, but uh, half the development team said, no, no one's going to like this game if we do it, even though every Elder Scrolls game that really needed it up to that point had fast travel. So it's a game without a lot of quality of life improvements that later t- titles would have. There but, were Silt Striders. I don't know what you're talking about with no fast travel because Silt Striders to this day are the pinnacle of fast travel in a video game with their I terrifying will, sounds going in the background and scaring have the crap to, out of teenager me. Gonna have to disagree with you there, but <laughs> it, so a the lot of it was fixed. Thing, I, so just a quick note on the fast travel thing. I agree with you that no fast travel worked, but the interesting thing for me is when I go in and play, um, like played Oblivion or Skyrim, I often felt like the fast travel in those games felt kind of like cheating to me after playing Morrowind being the first game that I played because it was like, it was so much more immersive that you couldn't just press a button and show up somewhere else. You had to physically go somewhere, which if I was playing a game now, and which is why whenever I try to play Morrowind again, it fails miserably. I don't have the patience for that anymore. And I think now I have zero, there's no way I'm actually going to do that. But when I was playing it before, like I can't imagine just like popping around the map. It felt too easy then. It would. It's a weird thing. It's, it depends on where you stand on quality of life. Yes, it does force you to explore do a lot more, and... explore and actually learn the world. But it also respects your time a lot less until you really understand the game. Yes, you can get around Morrowind probably faster than any other Elder Scrolls games once you really understand it. Because like, you don't even need to go through loading screens and... Morrowind, if you really want to learn it, you can just jump everywhere, land <laughs> five seconds later, and it's all instantaneous. Yeah. Can't really do that with Oblivion Skyrim. You still have to put up with loading screens. And also but, in those, like the Silt Striders, you could go somewhere you've never been before. Whereas the yeah. fast travel kind of is like, you can go back somewhere. Other than the carts. Now, I think the carts, you can go somewhere you haven't in been. Skyrim, yes. I've actually drew a map of uh, the fast travel options available in Skyrim recently. And believe it or not, Skyrim does have the more complex map. Like, without using uh, the built-in just fast travel to any point you've been before, Skyrim does provide the better options. You can go almost everywhere if you really want to unlock all your options. Yeah. But Morrowind... Is also a smaller world, so they needed fewer options. Like, I've traveled through Pelagia, Vivek, 
I'm gone. How far have I actually gone north? I've gone pretty far. I've gone like, let's say, one third of the island just in this short playthrough. It's not the biggest game world, so once you know how to get around, it's all no problem. And I'm that's also ultimate... terrified for your amount of health you have right now. Yes, <laughs> I kill. I actually managed to kill that assassin, but let's see. I'm getting chased by a forger, probably. I'm going that to see if I can. My little bit of game, my health was like that too, and I could not afford potions. And as far as I know, didn't have anywhere to sleep, so eventually I just used the console just to get my health back up. And that honestly is one of the things about Morrowind. It's a game you have to dedicate to understanding the game to get into, especially if you're a gamer nowadays, you didn't play it the first time around, because like I just demonstrated, the game literally has super hard enemies that will spawn camp you. And that's an absurd thing. Yeah, you can't rest here. There's enemies nearby. Can't rest here. Can't rest here. Oh, I was interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a forger. (laughs) He's coming for you. He's never going to stop coming for you. So one of my doomed attempts at starting out Morrowind, I don't had I didn't have Tribunal installed, I don't think. But as soon as I got out of the excise office, I went over to a nearby cave and wandered inside of it. And I think there's bandits that are slavers inside mm-hmm. of a cave just behind a rock or something behind Sadanine. And I was sneaking in there and it was very tense and atmospheric. And then I got into a fight with a bandit. And he just tore me apart. And I I don't think I stood a chance. And I was wondering if they had a high-level dungeon right next to the starter town or no. what it was that happened. It was a little sad. But it was no, very atmospheric until you I You are honestly supposed to beat that dungeon at the start of the game, in my opinion. It's okay. very, it's very it's hard, hard if you don't know. It's hard if you don't know what you're doing, yeah. And that's a lot of things about Morrowind. Yeah. Once you understand how to basically cheese the game mechanics, it's pretty simple. And that's something about Morrowind that none of the other games in the series fully embrace as much. That if there's something you can really take advantage of, you should be you should be spamming save in the middle of a battle if you're in a good position. You should be basically exploiting the terrain so you can attack your enemies while you can't, while they can't, can't attack you. you. Like that, yeah. It's a bit like you should just wait around in town just casting magic so you learn how to do magic before you go into a dungeon. It's not a game that will explain this to you uh, without looking up a guide, but that is how you play this game. Which again is one of those things where it's like I feel like at the time in 2002 or whatever that's something that I expected from a video game. Now, looking at it, I'm just like, no, you need to hold my hand a little bit more than that because I'm just not going to have fun if I just am going into this game and being completely punished. And that could just be me being bad at video games and not wanting to spend 10 hours just mastering something simple so that I can actually enjoy the game. But like, it's just very different from kind of the gameplay that we have these days. So I remember back in, I guess it was high school, talking to friends about Morrowind. No, I guess it was probably middle school. 
Yeah, lunch at middle school. Man, long time ago. <laughs> and even though I never played it until college years, they would tell a lot of stories about it. And the stuff that they talked about really always revolved around the sandbox nature of the game. They talked about how this island, you could go and completely wipe out everybody on it if you wanted. And then only like unnamed guards and bandits and stuff would be left. But you could take out everybody in the game. Yeah. And I'm like, well, doesn't that ruin the story? They're like, yeah. It tells you if you've killed somebody <laughs> important and then just says, hey, do you want to keep playing or do you want to give up? And you can just keep playing and wipe out the entire island if you want. Does anybody remember what the actual message is? It's something about you've something the fate severed, the, the, severed the threads of, threads of fate or yeah. Try to, but most of those people are pretty hard to get to or kill. In one of my playthroughs, I killed Vivek. I think I think Morrowind, you honestly need to kill Vivek before the game's over. And from a lore perspective, <laughs> see, it says something about yeah, the thread of prophecy has been broken, and you can either reload or continue in this doomed world. Yeah, in the in <laughs> although what. And another that that's another interesting thing about Morrowind, because in almost every case, that's a lie. You can, in fact, still beat the game, even though the game tells you it's unbeatable now. Yeah. Because uh, you can do the backdoor method of beating the main quest, where, I mean, spoilers for Morrowind, I'm sorry if you haven't played a 17-year-old year game, game yet. Yeah, we've heard enough about it already. We, we should also... Just drop a single spoiler for Game of Thrones in this stream, too. No. You are a monster, and I will <laughs> shut the stream down right now. <laughs> I actually Spoilers. Watched, uh, uh, Starbucks operates in Westeros. Yeah, if it's you guys Starbucks. didn't see the articles in uh, last night's episode, they had apparently left a Starbucks, Starbucks in coffee. one scene. Yeah. Next I heard that Starbucks. I, I also heard Starbucks, Star and I was like, cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, there was. Yeah, a I had to watch that tonight because my uh, cable box for my TV decided to stop working yesterday, and I was very annoyed. <laughs> uh, but to spoil Morrowind a little bit, if you kill a major character in the main quest, and there's nothing that'll explain how to do this for you, as long as you didn't annoy the Deviathir uh, and the last living dwarf, Yagram Bargram. I'm definitely not pronouncing any of those correctly. Bagarn, I think Bagarn. it is. I think you're wrong. <laughs> B-A-G-A-R-N. I'm pretty sure none of us can pronounce it correctly. We don't know uh, what we if, are. That one as long as you didn't like hurt them, as long as you didn't hurt them, you can always just go kill Vivek, take Wraithguard from him, take it to Yagram, get him to fix it for you if he's will, if you make him like you. And then you can just go beat the game anyway, which it's a design choice that not many games these days include. Like, a lot of them include a design choice where if you do nothing at the start of the game, you somehow beat it now, which is very bizarre. Like, uh, the Far Cry game series, uh, and there's other ones, but the Far Cry game series, like all the recent ones that have been, do nothing at the start of the game and you just automatically beat it. And it's bizarre, but it's a different choice than other games would include. Yeah, it is an interesting way to be able to play a game. It makes it a lot more open to however you want to play it. But 
at the same time, doing those kind of things make it incredibly difficult to understand from a, like a lore and canon perspective because there's it's hard to determine what the actual proper way of playing it was. I mean, if it gives you a warning message every time you do something that's wrong, you know. There's that, but there's also Morrowind, the nice thing about it is it's a little bit more open to, to kind of how you can still do the game properly too without yeah. doing the warning. Like you can there I believe there you can beat the game in I wanna say it's like fifteen seconds. Yeah, I think the re- record without, like without like console or glitching or like super um, glitching. I think it's like four minutes is the is record. It four minutes? Marwind I think is so, the, something like that. Marwind is the shortest Elder Scrolls game speedrun wise, depending on patch, of course. Um where you can just jump from the starting location of the game. If you know exactly how to jump, you can land safely. You can just take the end game items you need and beat the game in about four minutes. And the reason is you can basically break the how much damage you can do in the game so that you can break something that is supposed to have 9,999 health, more health than anything else in the world has, you can somehow break that level one and beat the game instantly. So a perfect storm of things just happened that reminded me of one of my other failed attempts. So I, yeah, I walked (laughs) out and found Tar Heel, who everybody knows about. Everybody who has ever touched Morrowind at all has seen that guy, the wizard that falls from the sky. And I grabbed his scrolls and I had seen a Morrowind speed run before and so I thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to jump and see if I can get anywhere close to the <laughs> cool places. I know this will probably kill me, not realizing I had it saved. But I jumped the wrong direction, just jumped straight out to sea for, <laughs> for ages. I have never... Argonian, so swimming's fine with me. I don't mind. And I'm just out there like, okay, well, I guess I have back. to swim back. And I'm swimming <laughs> back for nine of my ten minutes of gameplay, and I'm fine. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, the I can actually see the ocean floor starting to rise up. I'm going to be getting there before too long. And then the slaughterfish appear. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder if I can make it. No, I never saw dry land before they ate me. Aww. At least I don't think I did. I, I had no chance. So that was a bummer. And that was the the second time I didn't play Morrowind. Yeah, that's... Uh, I just used the scroll and just went way up in the air and basically had the same thing happen to me. <laughs> I usually land on the side of a tree. I don't know where this tree is, but like it's just George of the Jungle fly. just smacking into the side smacking of it. Smacking into the side. Well, it's kind of because the trees have weird geometry, so it's kind of smacking to the top ball also side because they're only like two polygons. So yeah. <laughs> hit the tree and then just like ragdoll a bit and dead. Every time I use that, um, yeah, I have. I always go back, but that's not what kills me when I go back. My problem is, is I've become so accustomed to quest logs and map markers and everything like that. When I get into the game and I do go to pick up my first quest and then I stop playing because I I only have like an hour to play at a time. I sit down and I go, cool, where was I last time? And I look at my like journal and there's some vague note about i found a woman on the side of the road and i should go to another town to see if i should to see what she could possibly want 
And I have no recollection of what I've done at all. And that's, I remember that that is the sole reason I started using UESP in the first place when I was little, because I would start quests and have no idea how to finish them. So I'd go online to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages and look them up there. But it was, it's hard to get used to again. It's, I'm showing it on screen right now, but... This journal system used to be even worse than it is. I'm showing, like, as you can see right now, there's options where you can go like, oh, hey, these are all the topics I've ever talked about. Here's my quests. (laughs) In the original version of the game, that was not a feature. It just just listed every... Yes, which means if you did something like 60 days ago, you realized you were underleveled for it, so you went exploring the rest of the island, you would come back to it, and you're like, okay, what was I doing in this game without any quest markers? Because don't need quest markers, right? Yeah, quest markers. You, and you can read through your journal trying to figure out what it was. Probably not going to, though, without super heavy amounts of luck and reading. It's it's very user-unfriendly, ultimately. That's yeah. a, always going to be a part of Morrowind. But it is still in my opinion a good game i agree with that too it's just weird thing where it's like i have zero patience for that now but whenever i would see another game elder scrolls or another game that had quest markers and like you just have to go follow click done it felt like cheating for a long time afterwards where i'm just like oh well this is easy because i know where it is like even when world of warcraft added that like or you'd use your um, add-ons to do that kind of thing for you. It's, it just felt weird and alien for a while until I got used that to is, it. Um, I know we're running a bit long and I get the feeling you're about to cut us off, but uh, mm-hmm. that is the other thing to talk about with Morrowind is that a lot of the stuff to make it a good game exists. Uh, well, mo- more modern game exists. You just have to get add-ons. Mm-hmm. You can get add-ons where which disable uh, attack accuracy, so every hit that actually would have hit hits, you know. Yeah. So uh, we're not can... swinging our swords like you are at that slaughterfish. Exactly. It's you can make it like so... all over the place. <laughs> it's <just> frustrating to watch. <laughs> there's add-ons that make it so that's always a guaranteed hit. You can which is also can be bad for you because you'll get hit by stuff you previously wanted and been. Uh, but you can make it so your magic never fails. You can make it so you can fast travel, I believe. I, it's been a while since I looked over the, the major mod ads, most of the, uh, convenience features. It, it's a game that basically, there was so much love for it. It is still up to date. Like, even just looking around at anything in Morrowind in my video, it's all been updated for the modern day because normally you gorgeous. (laughs) Marwin looks gorgeous and it's a super well put together world, but normally you could only see just slightly ahead of you. Like I wonder if I can bring it up in my options, if it'll work because it's supported by mods. So this will probably break everything. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. I didn't even realize that until. Yeah. I can't mention that now. I can't lower my view distance, but normally Imagine if you could see about a fourth of this distance. Yeah, it's pretty like, short. Like, you wouldn't be able to see across the lake. Or it'd yes, be foggy would, across the lake mm-hmm. there. It would be um, 
very mysterious, foggy, Silent Hill kind of thing where it's super high uh, density for uh, the day it was made, but nowadays this is super easy to render. Yeah. Yeah, and like on one hand, it's, it seems like mods like that would make the gameplay less frustrating, but then also it's like I want the real experience of the vanilla game. Yeah, there's the real experience of the vanilla game is hard though now too because it's just that's true. Like, a lot of stuff doesn't run as well as it used to because <laughs> it's just different yeah. hardware, different designs. Like, so when I get around to Morrowind, I'll, it'll probably be after completing Arena and then Daggerfall. So <laughs> I know some of the gameplay stuff won't bother me to the same extent. Also, I just like playing retro stuff, so it doesn't bother me either. But the quest stuff that you guys talked about being frustrating is something that I think is actually pretty cool. I, agree, I like yeah. the idea of the potential, at least for immersiveness. The issue, I think, is that no game tries to do the middle ground where have quest markers for those that might want to have them to just take away some of the, some of the mystery, some of the immersiveness, yeah. and thus save time. If anyone has quest markers, they don't give quest details the same way. They don't tell you go a mile yeah. up the road and look for the hutch of trees. Hutch that's the clutch of trees. That's not true. Uh, one game finally did do that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. You okay. you turn off quest markers in the menu. Every NPC's dialogue will be changed to give you directions. Interesting. That is incredible, and nice. the way you just mentioned it points Cost. out that is the exception. That has barely ever happened. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 is also the most expensive game ever made, I believe, so take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah. I really like the idea of if you want to have the more in-world experience, instead of saying, hey, follow your quest marker, someone says, it's down this set of roads and in this set of woods. I would like that. Because I play it's, Elder Scrolls weird. It's yeah, fantastic. that was definitely I one really thing that. It. Yeah, that's definitely one thing that stood out to me when I started playing Morrowind from having come from Skyrim and then Oblivion. It just. So I hope yeah. they could do that in um, Elder Scrolls Six. That'd be really cool if they could give the option to do either one. That would be really. Of course, the issue comes up where if you don't have quest markers at all, and then you have a quest where you didn't give good enough details. It's not like the real world where I can ask for clarification on my Google Maps before I go first. Yeah. Or ask somebody again, like, oh, what Clarified. do you mean by the green tree? Like, is there anything else about yeah. it you want me to know? Nope. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was one of those things that's, like, as I said, it's probably one of my favorite features and also one of the most frustrating for me. Because like, I really... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, for me, I really just wanted to, a good option menu, like... Red Dead 2 provided, and if they want to approach that in Elder Scrolls 6, I would be super static where, like, you have survival options, so if you want, your character needs to eat, sleep, yeah. all of that. Uh, you can turn off quest markers and just follow in-game written instructions. You can turn off all of that stuff, or on however you feel comfortable. Like, more user options I'm always fine with, and Morrowind is a good game for a lot of reasons, but if they had included those user options that players later created for us, I would have a lot less to complain about. Yeah, and like even then, Morrowind is still up there easily in my top ten list of games I've ever played. Like, 
it will always have that special place in my heart of just being like this great, fantastic game that as a teenager I got completely lost in and just grew into and then have at the time I couldn't give you a single complaint about the game because I just loved everything about it. It's only in hindsight now that I've experienced other games and how they've done things, but it was that pure experience in this completely foreign world where everything was a discovery. There was no it was even at the time too where it was like not the entire game was discussed and picked apart and criticized and like beaten flogged to death. Whereas that, that is yes. Yeah, you have that now in modern games is everybody has an opinion about the game before you've ever had a chance to touch it. It was back Mar- in that day where you got everything was new. Like you would see UESP and you could go to find help for your quest that you were on, but you didn't dig too much into it. Like you would read your quest log, you check it out, figure out, try to find out where this person was or who you needed to talk to. Then you would go back to the game and play it. There was much less of a community existing around the games other than like extreme fans that wouldn't really criticize it anyways. The standards of game design were different at the time. The culture around gaming was different at the time. A lot of stuff's products for the time. Oh, for sure. It's a game that definitely... If Morrowind wasn't such a good game and so broken down into every single little detail, like, everyone... There have been people who have explored every inch of this map down to the smallest thing. And a lot of people have done that. So a lot of people have very extreme opinions about this game at this point. So take it all kind of with a grain of salt, any complaints. There are a lot of good things. It's just a lot of people are very passionate about this game and the series as a whole because of how good this game really was. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to... Oh, unless Lost wants a final thought in before we call it for tonight? No, I was basically going to do a small wrap-up to what you're about to do. That's a good point to say, happy birthday, Morrowind. That is a good, yeah, (laughs) it is a good thing to say. Happy birthday, Morrowind. Can't wait to come back next year when we can drink together and just go get some crazy skooma nights. I'll see if I'll play it by then. Are you committing? I will try to have played Morrowind. <laughs> That's a. I will have more than. We'll have, I will have thought we'll, about. We'll make that a video. We'll make that video series. Lost learns how to play uh, Morrowind. I okay. okay. I can probably handle that. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting going back to it now that I've played most of the ESO Morrowind, which is you know the land is kind of based on it and stuff, but just the land is way earlier. Trip first. Yeah, ESO does a, ESO Morrowind <laughs> does a great job at the land. It's the dungeons you really miss out on. And there are some phenomenal ones in Morrowind that I think you'll really, really like. And you'll have a familiarity, but everything will feel much, much further away. Much further away. Oh, I bet. <laughs> awesome. Chat saying that they're, they want to watch Lost play Morrowind. So <laughs> I think we have a new video series starting up. I am a public servant. <laughs> awesome. Well, on that note, if you're in chat and you've subscribed to, or not subscribe, if you subscribe, thanks. Really appreciate it. Um, if you entered the contest, uh, to win the Elsewhere coin, make sure you stay on after the video and we'll do the drawing then so you can see if you've won. And then if you're not there, we can still message you afterwards. So if you have to pop out, don't worry about it. Um, but for everybody else, we hope you enjoyed our quick little chat about Morrowind's birthday and the little bit of news we had today. 
So on behalf of myself, Alara, Lost, and AKB, we hope you enjoyed your night with us and have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. So long. Ah.